Um, yeah, man, you, you know it. Um, Kyle Pitts is overrated. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome back to the Super yeah. Flexible Podcast. Here with the Dynasty Madman. You you heard it. You heard it right away. He's already he's already going after pits on this. We're doing some overvalued <laughs> rookies. What it do? Is, how you doing, man? Yeah, Kyle Pitts is my is my boy. I was just making a joke, more or less. I, I think it's funny though because everybody's got him. I hope he delivers right because everybody's willing to pay a top six pick for him in almost every format. Super flex, one quarterback. Not, well, top, let's say top seven. He's going that high. You've seen it in our one yeah. quarterback, yeah. two quarterback draft. He's, and I, and I and I like it, right? There's a ton of wide receivers in this class, you know, and even Jamar Chase is up there. People are taking him like he's the next Josh Gordon or something. We don't know. I mean, he looks good for sure. I love him. He's going to a place where you can stack him with Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow's stacking himself by having Chase come there. But you know, he also developed some chemistry with Higgins last year. You know, he's got what yep. a year and a half, two years with Jamar Chase. Um, and, and he's got like a year with T Higgins. So, you know, chemistry takes a while to develop. Eventually the, these guys get there with certain players. I like that Chase is going to Cincinnati, but are we sure he's the best wide receiver in this class? Are we a hundred percent convinced of that to take him above? Cause there's a lot of wide receivers in this class. So is it possible? Maybe he's overvalued. I think, I think it is. I think, um, I mean, and when I start to look at it too, I mean, for me, it's tough for me to put any other wide receiver in this class above Jamar Chase. But some of the vets that I see going behind Jamar Chase, that's when some of my issues come in with that particular one. And that's something you mentioned too, is just kind of, I mean, right now he's like, he's a wide receiver one, right? Like he's what wide receiver eight? He's being drafted in ADP around that. Definitely wide receiver one, seven to nine, something like that in super flex and one quarterback. He's become just by being drafted by the Bengals, ADP for dynasty leagues and startups is showing him that high and, you know, great, but that's where people are valuing him. You know, CD lambs up there too. He's got Mm -hmm. a year in, he looked good last year. can kind of understand the, you know, some of the older guys have to be replaced and these, these guys are stepping in, but are we, is Jamar chase, um, you know, that much better than guy from his own team, Terrace Marshall, Um, you know, he's being drafted. Um, much higher. You know, I've gotten Terrace Marshall, you've seen it, and at the top of the second round, a few picks into the second round. Uh, he's a, a hell of a wide receiver, too. There were some injury concerns, but I'm just saying, is the margin really that that far apart with Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall? Jamar yeah. Chase and Rashad Bateman. I mean, Rashad Bateman is a hell of a wide receiver. He might not look as dominant alpha quite yet as Jamar Chase seems to look, but that dude can do everything, too, inside, outside, slot, you know, be a number one receiver on the outside, hopefully for, for Baltimore. I'm just asking the question because we're paying for these guys if we want them. You're paying, you're, you're moving up, you're paying for Jamar Chase. You're not paying that for Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall. And I know we're probably going to talk about underrated guys later that mm-hmm. this isn't the show for. But there's, you have to ask. I, I think Marshall is a great Bateman one too, though. I mean, just, I mean, with your, where you're getting him compared to where you're getting Jamar Chase and what he could potentially do in that offense isn't, 
that far from what Jamar Chase is probably going to do with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins also on the team. Joe Mixon taking some out of the pass. Jamar Chase like really lands with a great receiving group. He sure does. And people just act like he's going to walk in there and the rest of the guys are done. And that's not yeah, what we forget about happen. T Higgins. Yeah. You can't forget about him. I mean, there, there's a guy that's going to be like wide receiver one B possibly yeah. to chase his one a, or maybe it ends up being the other way around based on how they're using that one, that even Tyler Boyd team. out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I'm just it, asking dude. the question. I know Jamar chase is a talented wide receiver. He looks like when you add everything up to be the best one and you should probably draft him first, but he's going, you know, much higher than these other players are. I mean, you know, Waddle and Smith are going at the end of the first, and then you're getting Bateman and Marshall, and this, you're paying second-round prices where you're paying, like, fifth, sixth, seventh overall um, pick for Jamar Chase. Yeah. So maybe a little overvalued is just is my point. I'm going to let other people pay for Chase, and then I'm going to go in, I'm going to snag some of the other wide receivers that, you know, that I'm getting a greater value on when I pay for them. Yeah. Bateman, I think, is the one of that group you're going to have the hardest time talking swag because of Baltimore into yeah because, because of Lamar Baltimore Jackson. Lamar Jackson the the offense and the way I still think it's going to run quite honestly um sure. I think that I think that Bateman and this isn't bad this isn't a bad ceiling but I think Bateman's ceiling is probably what like high 800 to 1100 yards five, I don't know. five I mean, to honestly, eight touchdowns we're projecting based on what Lamar Jackson's been able to sustain so far it the the one um Unknown is what would he do with a true sort of wide receiver one in that offense. And I know being a Browns fan watching the Ravens, even though they, you know, played some good games and won some games last year, are not happy with the way their offense has played. Um, A bit underwhelming, too Mm -hmm. much reliance on the run game, not enough on the pass game. Um, Teams like San Diego um, last year, you know, um, I'm sorry, like the L.A. Rams last year, defense confused them, other teams too, by by playing a bunch of defensive backs and just not giving Jackson a place to go. And they relied on that running game, mm-hmm. really, really uh, con- confused the guy. And I know they want to lean more on the passing game. You know, still they have the backs. They're going to run the football. But I know there's a, a lean for them toward the passing game. And that's what probably why they drafted Bateman. They have a bunch of guys at wide receiver. Um, they do. I mean, you know, they have Marquise Hollywood Brown. That's not somebody that's going to dominate every game he plays in. He's not a, an alpha receiver. He's going to have games. You know, he's a great, you know, here's one game with two touchdowns. Here's three games with, you know, five points. They finally have a guy that can sustain wide receiver one production if they can get him the ball, the ball. So I think there's a bit of a synergy there. They finally have a guy. And so I'm not really completely scared off. I get what you're saying, though. But, but my thing with wide receivers, and you probably know this from the conversations we had, you rank your guys, the best wide receivers, and just draft them. Don't think too much about the cluttered, um, you know, wide receiver room or what I say, you know, the, the jam-packed full wide receiver room. We saw the same thing with Juju Smith-Schuster, right, when he was drafted. Oh, you know, he's behind all these guys and he's just going to be a slot guy. And he became a thing pretty quickly. My point is you just draft the most talented wide receivers and kind of wait. You know, it, it, they're not always going to deliver in year one or year two. But if you're convinced that Bateman's, you know, the second best wide receiver in this class, and I don't know that people are, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this class. You draft them like that, and you just kind of hold on. You don't consider who else is on the team. So to your point earlier, Higgins is there, Boyd is there. If Chase is really that good of a receiver, those guys eventually get what they deserve. They they get to the top of the pecking order and they catch the passes. They create their own sort of. Uh, I want to say they create their own opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. 
But I mean, my my thing with Baltimore though is it's not like they've not put up numbers or I mean they they're still having like what six thousand plus yards on a season. I, I don't think their playing style has really hurt the team that much. I in wins. I, I don't feel like Lamar's a good passer and he's an awesome runner. And I feel sure. like they yeah, the utilize the, the skill set that he has very well. And that bothers people because he's been such a great fantasy asset and he is good. So whenever you talk about Lamar Jackson or or this offense, yeah. people get really bent out of shape. I think that there's, and I, I, this is not you, but I think that there's a misconception that he is an amazing quarterback who can do anything with the ball because he's been so good for fantasy and the Ravens have done well with him. But they, True. who's to say that all of a sudden he starts passing the ball more and that great completion percentage he's, he has? What if it doesn't work? I get it. I, I do. I, I understand. I, I think that maybe they didn't have the talent that they needed at wide receiver coupled with the way Jackson's played, but their mm-hmm. offense was maybe restricting him a, a bit as well. Like just, just for instance, we think that the new quarterback in San Francisco is just a shoe in fits that offense. And he's just, that's the thing that they're missing is this guy. What if you put Lamar Jackson on the 49ers, a team, a coach that's great at scheming wide receivers open. That's great at creating space for wide receivers. So the quarterback can get them the ball. If they're able to do that for Lamar Jackson I feel a lot better about it now with Bateman they're able to immediately he creates separation for himself he wins 50-50 balls he's he's truly a, a top shelf wide receiver in this class thing is they had a great running game and they still couldn't translate that into a really strong end of the season last year and they could have it was the opportunity Steelers were losing their last few games the opportunity was ripe. I, I feel like there has to be some kind of um a paradigm shift for them that they're going to have to rely at least mix up and get the passing game going to help themselves. So either way, I mean, we could debate that all day. I don't really know for yeah. sure, but I think that and this is one of is those things I, I want to be wrong about as weird as that sounds. Yeah, it's not like I'm just like, this is never going to happen. I would love it if all of a sudden we have a, a high volume or even mediocre volume passing and efficiency coming out of that offense. I just feel like it's wishful thinking at this point. We've had lots of quarterbacks have crappy wide receivers and still find a way to average more than 191 yards over 37 starts. That's my issue. Yeah, had this conversation with others too and the fact that it seems like Lamar Jackson is only capable of sustaining a certain volume of passing based historically on you know what he's done there it, it it doesn't seem like he could sustain you know a wide receiver one type numbers for even like a Bateman but at any rate I'm not you know where you're getting Bateman he's still a value I don't think he's an overrated Absolutely rookie, but sure. I think Chase maybe by comparison and even in that situation in Cincinnati that and that's a team that has a lot to prove with that coach that young coach of theirs I think he's been overvalued sure I'm not going to discount his talent um, overvalued compared to some of the other players he, he's in this class. priced so close to his ceiling. Absolutely is. That we don't yeah, know if I mean, we'll ever see. Yeah, and that's even with all those quarterbacks pushed up. Five yeah. quarterbacks, you know, up high, certainly three or four right there at the top, maybe four in the top, you know, eight picks, and then a fifth one before the end of the first round. They're driving uh, wide receiver value up because you're able to get wide receivers later. You're they're still yeah. taking chase high when you're getting these other guys in the second round. Yep. And same with uh, Pitts, who you mentioned. 
earlier. We didn't get much too into that. But I mean, Pitts is a guy I want on my teams. I know I know we kind of joked about him really quick, but my problem with him again is that price that he's almost being priced at his his, his ceiling. Yeah. Like he's 38 Reed. overall on Dynasty Trades calcu- calculator value chart and then the next tight end is TJ Hawkinson. Oh no, I'm sorry. Waller's in between them too, but I don't, I don't care about yeah. him. But the next Hawkinson is 61 overall and Pitts is 38 overall crazy Hawkinson you and I talked about him recently and I know you're a big fan obviously but Hawkinson is somebody that would probably be a great value right now and you just mm-hmm. stated why so he's got you know get get give up uh Pitts for Hawkinson plus yeah I would do that and that's what we that want before. you guys to understand that. when you're listening to us is we don't hate Kyle Pitts we don't hate Jamar Chase it. it's that Love him. They're priced so high at their ceiling, like the 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 failure that could happen having somebody that's priced at a ceiling that they've never achieved is an actual thing. I mean, even if Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts could be successful NFL players and never hit that ceiling. You can love these guys too. Just don't overdraft yeah. them. And, and you know, thing. the truth is, I think eventually them. they'll they'll get to the these ceilings, but it, it's just the way they're priced out the gate. Um, one that I want no room for return on investment. I mean, you're exactly basically buying them already at what their ceiling is. It's buying what you want right now, instead of what you could actually need to help your dynasty teams while you're building You're if you're going out to pay that for pits or Jamar chase, you're going out to get what you want, not what you need. Silly way to shop. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah, a bit irresponsible to your own team. I'm excited for those players too. Are you kidding me? If I had a chance to get pit chase. But if somebody made me a great deal and I can get Hawkinson plus for Pitts and I maybe a, a first next year or something because people are going crazy goo goo gaga for these players. And Where's Chase the too, floor for you on that? Or the, the like you because we mentioned Hawkinson and I think for both of us Hawkinson is too easy. Like I'll definitely take Hawkinson plus. But where yeah, like sure. well, where is your like will you take Gasecki plus? And I know that plus would have to be more. But where is the the point where probably not. Oh man, I just traded Gasecki away in a contracts league and a third for uh, Amari Cooper, mm. um, and it, we're switching to um, uh, tight end premium one point five too. I still moved him because like Hunter Long's coming in. Gasecki, you know, um, thanks. Yeah, Gasecki. I don't know what he's going to do. You know, last year his production came because they had so many injuries. They they needed pass catchers. Hell, even what's his name, Durham Smith. Even that guy caught some action there. Um, so I don't know how much of that was um, organic or just um, out of necessity. And they brought in a really great tight end in Hunter Long, who honestly is probably slightly better at everything than Gesicki. I will see. You know, somebody's got a block. I just it, you're really gambling with what you think the Dolphins are going to do. It's not like you're talking about Kittle or yeah, Waller yeah. or. Kelsey, when you kind of know what the floor and ceiling is for those guys because of their volume, their usage, the, you really can't go wrong because they get the volume. I don't know what volume Gasicki's going to get, so yeah. because of that uncertainty, I moved him for something, Amari Cooper, that I know I have more certainty of his consistency year over year, and the fact that I could probably move him for more, for more of a profit than you know Gasicki, and I don't think I don't see any fall off from Cooper from now until I do trade him. He's yeah, probably not lose any value so um i already have kittle on that team so it made sense i don't know what to tell you i mean i want pits too but i'm just saying like you where they're being, he's being drafted there's really no margin for error and you're what if you wait maybe you know he's okay in year one and it takes to year two and 
you know, he's just not one of those guys that delivers right away. I think he will, and I think he's better than most of the receivers in this class. I think I probably want him over Jamar Chase, but I, you know, are you guys sure yeah. that you're not overpaying for a Kyle Pitts? I mean, where, where I'll did he take go? Pitts in the, over Jamar Chase in a rookie draft or yeah. in a startup. I, I have Pitts over Chase. He just went one point. 06 after Najee Harris and Travis Etienne in our draft right today. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, then Harris and Etienne, and then Pitts. And that was all kind of predictable. Um, the running backs, you know, the wide receiver. Then, then Wilson went after Pitts. And then, of course, there's Jamar Chase, Javante Williams, Devonta Smith. You know, you're going to see in the next few picks Jalen Waddle. You're going to see, like, um, Mac Jones. And then you're going to see... Um, and then you're going to see those wide receivers. We just talked about going between 2-1 and 2-4, somewhere in there, because you have all the people that want the Moors, Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore, right? <laughs> you'll see Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall in there by probably 2-5. And that's what I'm saying. The value for wide receivers, 2.1 to 2-5, you take your pick. There's like five guys. I don't even care. Just give me one of them, honestly. I'd rather not have the slot receivers right now. I'd rather have you know, Marshall, Bateman, Guys I know that can play strong on the outside, probably Rondale Moore before Elijah Moore because he's definitely um, going to be playing in the slot. But you follow me, right? I, I'm happy to get yeah, Elijah yeah, Moore for in, sure. in that space too. In, in, I, in I like Elijah Moore. Second. Absolutely. I didn't pay much as much for the second rounders as people are paying for even the end of the first round. So I don't know, man. It's uh, Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. I've got this uh, – it's funny. I've got this side note that I didn't even see while we were talking about Bateman because it's down with another uh-huh. player I wanted to talk about, but it says Bateman over Debo is stupid. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where Debo like fan. even some of my issues come I, – I like Ayuk over Debo, but if we're in a mm-hmm. startup, I'm still taking Debo over Bateman today with what yeah, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, they're going to scheme. If both of those players are on the on the uh, field, they're both going to get action. We did see it limit in a limited way last year. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. And you know, and bait, especially if you're trying to win now, it takes a little while for receivers. You have to be um, poised to wait. You have yeah. to be prepared to wait on those guys a little bit, and that's fine. Um, but I, I I agree with you with Bateman and um and and the Ravens, and I think it's already in his price where he's going now in drafts. It's kind of priced in, baked in that he's going to the Ravens, and we're not sure. It's it's a you know, created narrative, and I, I I create narratives all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's a it's a narrative that people are creating. We haven't seen it happen. Yeah, so. and, and that's what we're doing. We're projecting. We're we're arguing too. I'm yep. fine with those players. Yep. Oh, overrated rookies, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Well, I have him on my list. I don't think he sh- I I think he should be taken at 101 based on what people are willing to pay for him. Everything we know. Yeah. He was first overall, pretty much the first guy in his class, you know, sought after recruit. He did everything we asked. He has a, a great makeup to be a starting quarterback in the league. However, he went to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. And, you know, he's Urban not. Urban Meyer's you know, looking like an idiot. Sorry, continue is. on. He's not the prototypical. He is. He's a big guy. Arm-wise, though, not, I don't know. I just, I feel like there are questions about him that, I mean, you're, every draft, 101, Trevor Lawrence, unless someone gets cute. Every draft, like clockwork. And, and you know, it's, yeah. it's to be expected. I'm not telling you not to. If I have the 101, I'm going to do that, too. But, uh, there again, o- overrated, probably a little bit. And he's going way higher than guys who've been playing in the league already. And that's just it. And that's what I was going to say. I think, like, when I look at it through the the startup lens, he's being taken just behind McCaffrey, just behind Taylor, just behind Barkley, just behind Dak. And then Russell Wilson is behind Lawrence, Joe Burrow behind Lawrence. Like, that's the group of people he's been put up with. I'd rather have Burrow in Cincinnati 
with that yep. offense and, and knowing what they're trying to do there, then I want Trevor Lawrence Same. on the Jacksonville Jaguars, coached by Urban Meyer with his crazy ideas and the receiving core that, that Lawrence has there, at least at least in the short term. There's no way I'm taking Lawrence over Burrow. Not right now, not today. Yep, same. Uh, um, another one that this is the guy that my, my Bateman over Debo thing, B- Bateman over Debo is stupid was next to. And, um, <laughs> and this comes more from like a startup point of view too. And you mentioned him in the rookie drafts. I don't hate where Devonta Smith is going in a startup 68 overall valued. And this is super flex guys. We are on the super flexible show valued above Deontay Johnson. Who's shown us what he can do. Juju who's shown wow. what he can do. Derek Carr, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, yeah. Carson Wentz, Cortland Sutton, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Waddle. I'll take Waddle over Devonte Smith. I'll take every one of these players all priced below Devonte Smith uh, before him. This is silly to me. Before Devonte Smith. Yep. Derek Carr, Jerry yeah. Judy, Carson Wentz, oh, yeah, yeah. Sutton, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Waddle, Juju. I mean, this is just some of the first people packed below him. This is the list goes on of people below Devonte Smith. Cooper Cup. Give me Cooper Cup over Devonte <clears throat> Smith all freaking day. You have you have a another podcast called Rookie Fever. I used to write a little thing for a while called Rookie Fever, where we talked about you know how fired up we were, and we talk about the you know the overrated and underrated rookies. I remember one that I teed off on and telling people they were crazy. The draft was John Ross. These same, same conversation. <laughs> yeah, people just love John Ross situation is oh he ran a four two. Did you see that forty? I, I mean they you know he's a special teamer. He's an okay sort of maybe third wide receiver on the right team. But, I mean, let's be real. That guy's not an alpha. That guy's not a number one. Easy for me to say now, but I said it back then. Think The thing is, like, everybody goes crazy, so the rookie inflation is real. Yeah. Like, we're seeing that in all of our rookie drafts, which is, you know, it's fun. We're just deciding which ones we're willing to pay for. But in startups and, and, and current ADP, it's wacky. I mean, yeah. on the HQ, when we did a show about ADP, I hadn't looked at it, and I was surprised to see the ADP, like AJ Brown at number one and one quarterback leagues, right? The wide receiver one he's being drafted as. I don't think so in Tennessee. There are other guys I'd rather have that have been more, you know, already more consistent. I mean, I love yep. the guy, but I'm not getting him as the first overall wide receiver. I'll it's, trade him to it's you every damn year, dude. That. It's every damn year. People been doing this since long before Taven Austin, like trying to say that these little fast guys are the next this guy, and and they pay up for it. I mean, we saw it with. Hollywood Brown, Henry Ruggs, the, the list goes on of these guys that they're just looking for Tyreek Hill, the next like speedster. And, and I've said it before, when that next Tyreek Hill happens, that's when I'm, I'm willing to go pay up for Tyreek Hill. I don't want to go gamble on every small, fast guy that's in my rookie draft or in my startup leagues that haven't done anything, though. I'm going to just go pay you after they do it. Well, there's less risk, too. When you're paying for Tyreek Hill, there's less risk built into that equation than there is when you're trying to get one of these rookies and project how they're going to fit in an offense and what kind of volume they're going to get and how soon they're going to get it. and All of those things, there's just so many questions. Now, you might be right. And maybe maybe it's okay, but right now your best bet would be to get Tyreek Hill today. Yeah, this season. You know, maybe maybe that person's eventually right about the other rookie wide receiver after this year. Okay, but you already had Tyreek Hill for this year, and you might win with that. So you know, there there's a cost involved, and I don't think people necessarily when they're playing this they get so excited they don't realize that you know it's not just what's on paper. Like how 
how have these players, and it is, it's, it's stats, but how are these players going to be used in the foreseeable future? There's no reason to think Tyreek Hill takes a dip in that offense, the way they pass the ball around. Hill, until somebody replaces him, is Tyreek Hill, and you should draft him accordingly. Yeah, He's done it several years in a row. Yeah. And, and, and but my point to that is just like even if like some of these guys like if rugs hits this year or or if i'm completely wrong about Devontae, just the long ball like, several times you at, mean yeah at, at the point that those players hit i'm fine paying up for them i'm just i just think they're like you said it's just a weird gamble to throw assuming that we, we've seen more failure from those prototypes than we have oh, success sure. no and doubt. people talk to you like you're a freaking idiot if you don't buy into it, it happens every year. And now this year, everybody's like, well, Hollywood's not this, not that. It's like, yes, I know. But the, the, everybody was saying he was then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now you've, yep. now that you've like, I've heard all this before <laughs> type thing, you know what I mean? But now you've switched and now it was all, it was all Marquise Brown's fault that Lamar Jackson can't hit his targets. Right. Yeah, no, I get you. I, I, I have fun with this every year. It's, um, you know, trading away Henry Ruggs and, um, you know, the nice. 312 to get the 113. I did that. Um, I gave up Brian Edwards and a, um, well, let me see. I, I gave wow, up Ruggs you gave up Brian Edwards. Yeah. You're, you're high on Edwards, or, or you were. What's that? I said you, I, I, you, I mean, you were high on Edwards. I still am, but um, I went with something I thought was a little bit more. Um, more. I, I mean, I gave up Edwards in a 2022 first for Terry McLaurin. That was. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm so, in on that. Give me Terry's side all day. And I gave up Rugs in 312 for a draft pick 113, and with that pick, um, let me see. I you took to Bateman. You, I, I think I did right. <laughs> you know this. I mean, honestly, because I took Marshall with my organic pick in that um, draft. I mean, this is just a for instance. Like, dude, I had um, Marshall fall to me at two oh five in my only one quarterback rookie league. Oh wow, two oh five. No, no super flex, dude. So the and and I traded in. I had a pick. I had a twenty twenty three first in the one quarterback league, and I. Threw it at the guys every time Marshall was on the board. I threw that same first at them until it was accepted, and then yeah, I drafted I Marshall. <laughs> Dude, I like it. And that one thirteen, I actually one point thirteen. I the extra pick I took. Or no, it's a fourteen team. Or the hell am I talking about? Anyways, my pick was the one twelve. I, I took Javante Williams. The one thirteen, I traded what I just told you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, rugs and the pick for Terrace Marshall, which I just felt like was a no-brainer. I like that. And then I got Rashad Bateman with the 114, and I was trying to figure out what I traded, what I traded to get that pick to get Bateman, so um, I could make those picks back to back, getting Marshall and Bateman, and which or ordinarily would be the two one and two two, you know. Um, and I'm fine with that, like the chance, especially Marshall. I think he could be, you know, maybe a little boomer bust, uh, but I think that that guy could have a really tremendous ceiling, and yeah. you know, outweigh what I paid for him for sure in the trade that I just described. But I forget what I gave up to get Bateman, neither here nor there. But I made a lot of moves in this one league because I I want I feel like that's that's me capturing value. I'm getting rid of something I don't care to have and rubs right. in that third rounder. I mean I don't know why the, the guy made that trade to be honest with yeah. me. I guess he likes rugs. So I mean we could almost say in a weird way that we could almost find a way to say all rookies are overvalued. Thank you. I knew you were gonna say. I knew <laughs> but, you were gonna say that because our conversation kind of went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, like but, but I mean, did you have anybody else that's like sticking out to you before we get out of here? Um, no, I mean, I think you have to take the quarterbacks. I think based on where Mac Wilson is being drafted, and I know it has to do with 
draft equity, NFL draft equity too. Uh, Wilson in a lot of leagues I felt was going really high. Now it's tapered off and he's going a little bit later. Like there's the top three, mm-hmm. you know, Lawrence and Fields um, and Trey Lance and then Wilson a little bit later and Mac even later still. So now that's tapered off and not so much. I, I think you could make a case, like you said, that most of the guys at the top of the first round, except for those running backs, I still feel like Najee Harris and Travis Etienne are tremendous values. We've been talking about those guys forever, especially Etienne. At one point, he was going to be the number one uh, running back rate, rated in this class. Things didn't turn out that way, but those guys are going, what, you know, fifth, sixth, um, you know, six, seven sometimes, depending on where Pitts goes. Um, I just think that those guys are a value, so I can't say that they're overrated. You know, we always got to get the best running backs in that first round. So it's it's tough, man. I, it's tough because almost all of the the rookies, like you said, could be considered to be overvalued in that first round. I kind of like where you went with ETN, though, uh, and on the maybe a little undervalued side. I, I kind of get it, too, though, this year, just because so many quarterbacks landed in great situations. Like, even if even if they all sucked, which these are quarterbacks we've been touting long before the NFL draft, but so even if they all sucked, they all landed in pretty good situations, some better than others. You mentioned some of the concerns with, like, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But right. really, they all landed where you can you can find a way for them to have a very quick opportunity, even if they're going to fail. And I think that that's kind of what has spiked the imagination and that value of people that, I mean, if there's five teams that potentially have new starting quarterbacks, and that's just from rookies, and that's not including like Davis Mills maybe starting, then right. you have five to six teams in your super flex league that potentially lost a quarterback. And I think that 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 has shifted some people's like want and need to secure that position this year. And I think we've seen it because traditionally it is like you say, you see like the running backs, like it's three to four running backs in that first six, seven picks. This year we saw quarterbacks just going off the boards. Yep. Williams becomes a good value. I mean, that'll be a fun show talking about the underrated, undervalued. And I, but a lot of that's baked in because of the quarterbacks, like you said, being drafted so highly in this and only having a couple of considered to be top shelf running backs. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough conversation to have the overvalued. It almost becomes more subjective than anything. And, and it might boil down to the quarterbacks, like, you know, Trey Lance, cause he went to San Francisco, you know, he's kind of raw. We're going to see, I mean, they have Garoppolo. So we have some time to wait. We'll see if that works out. I don't hate that that landing spot though, dude. And and it's, I mean, people were looking for that one, buddy. They were hoping that Lance went there. But but for me, anybody that would have went there, I give them a boost, and it's not because of the offensive scheme set that I, I do think no, could fit Trey Lance, but open. it's because of it's because of the organization that it is. And by all means, I feel like Mac Jones and Trey Lance landed in the best organizations of teams that are going to try to put them and be able to put them in a position to succeed, not just draft them and put them out there and expect them to. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, really comes down to what you're willing to pay for a player and what you can get. And, you know, thinking about return on investment, certainly don't want to be paying more than a player's worth. And, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence at 101, you're not paying more than he's worth you have to spend that pick on somebody and that's definitely the right player people are willing to trade a lot for trevor lawrence people want that quarterback overvalued like i said because of the situation right now that he's in Mm -hmm. in jacksonville with urban meyer otherwise you know with the player it's almost like a can't miss especially with um you know you're not taking a player 
above what he's worth. But, but dude, we're going to have so much fun with the underrated because you just named a guy that's case in point. And I don't like him, but Mac Jones going so low yeah. in the first round, like at the end of a first round. Yeah, so maybe we get out of Patriots. here and we do that. And But I did want to make it clear that I wasn't like throwing to our listeners. That wasn't like saying Mac Jones over everybody else. I just think he's right. in a great situation. He is. Yeah, with, with Bill already has a built-in relationship with, um, you know, Mac's uh, former head coach in, uh, you know, at Alabama, the whole, you know, the whole history that Belichick has with that guy saw enough, heard enough, got enough out of it. There's some similarities with the offense. So yeah, no, I think your point is well taken, well received, my friend. I like you. (laughs) I like the the dynasty man, man on Twitter. Thanks. Yep. At Dynasty Madman. Yeah, we could argue about anything and still not fight. That's what's cool. Oh, we're fighting. I'm Swagzilla Zero G. He is Dynasty Madman. This is at Superflexible on Twitter. If you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> if you're into that, check it out. <sighs> yeah, good stuff, man. Um, I There are players I don't love. There are players that I do love. But when it comes to drafting and making choices for my roster... I tend to step aside from that a little bit and just think about, you know, what am I doing? How much is it costing me? What's the best move for this roster, this team I have? Um, people yeah. say, oh, you draft a running back just because you need a running back when you can get Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you still have considerations to make depending on the league the scoring. There's always something. This game is dynamic, and I think that's why I love it. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. And there's a little bit of room for get your guy in there, too. Oh, and rookie drafts? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that might be that might be all I do after the first round's over. Especially this year, man. Straight into the fourth and fifth rounds to get Kylan Hill and get heckled about it. What the hell? I do, Kylan Hill. Get you some. That was your last sneak for the undervalued rookies, Kylan Hill. Yeah, one of them, dude. Kylan Hill, Daz Newsome, guys that are just almost free.